0: it's judy warner guess what day it is today it's day three of the launch of the all new ecosystem podcast thanks so much for joining us again today and a heartfelt thanks to all of you that reached out to me personally and engaged with us on linkedin and across social media you're why i love doing this work and we're so glad to have you re-engage with us Will you do me one more huge favor? I need you to go over to the and sign up for our community there. We have so much more planned for you that's coming your way. I don't want you to miss any of it. Another shout out and thanks to Signal Integrity Journal for helping make uh, this podcast possible. Today's guest is part three of our IMS pregame blitz in celebration of next week's international microwave symposium that's being held in Denver. We're going to talk to Steve McGeary at Samtech. Steve has a rich background in connector technology, and he explains how Samtech has moved from 100% high-speed digital into the RF space because the evolution of technology and the needs of 5G automotive IoT, and smart homes, and so much more. He also talks about really innovative things they do with custom connectors and solutions that they build with our customers, and also off-the-shelf things that you can get readily. Best of all, he shares lots of technical resources that I'll put in the show notes below, so don't forget to go check that out. Thanks for being with us again today. Now let's jump into our conversation with Steve McGarry of Samtech. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ecosystem Podcast. We're excited to learn about you, Sam Tech, and what you're doing at IMS this year.
1: Good afternoon. Nice to be here.
0: Thank you so much for jumping in to our exciting launch week. We're calling this the IMS Pre-Game Blitz. So you're part of our launch blitz, and we really appreciate you being here. Well, in past lives, I've worked with Samtech a bit. Um, but I really didn't know a lot about you or the RF line, and so I thought we'd talk about that today. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and about Samtech um, and and your role there at Samtech?
1: Sure. i um, my my title is is basically uh, Director of RF Business Development and Product Management. But I've been at Samtech now since uh, September two thousand and eighteen. I had a company called Precision Connector Inc. with a couple of partners, and we were acquired by Samtech in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I joined them, actually signed on for two years, and that's now expired, but such a great company to work for. And as I told uh, my boss, as long as I can contribute and uh, I'm not ready to retire yet, I plan to stay because it's a great company to work for. So, so that's what brought me to Samtech. But One of the reasons that they acquired us is Samtech traditionally was not an RF company. They they kind of dabbled in RF for about a decade or so, mainly their customer base, which was uh, commercial-based, high-speed digital customers. As the demand for faster speeds and more data being transferred, there was a need for RF for doing a lot of the testing. So with that in mind, Samtech really made a concerted effort about five or six years ago and dedicated themselves and and put resources into going into the RF microwave uh, business and industry. And now, as of today, we are completely vertically integrated with, we manufacture all our products, we design all our products, and uh, we've got a, a team of engineers that we've acquired over the past five or six years that make us a formidable microwave company to uh, deal with in the industry.
0: So you mentioned you can do design and all that. D- does SAMDEC do custom designed as well as off the shelf? Can you tell us a little bit about your product mix?
1: We, we do. We, we, have a, we have a standard roadmap of products that we're trying to develop and get out there as, you know, again, what we call standards. We'll sell these connectors to, anyone and put it on our website, et cetera. And being relatively new into the industry, that roadmap is pretty busy and pretty dense. And the amount of products is phenomenal that we've developed over the last four or five years. But with that in mind, we know the industry and we know that what we get is somebody says, hey, you you have this over here, you have this connector, we'd like it, but we need this. And we are very accommodating. We can do custom work. We enjoy doing custom work. And we've got a team of engineers, so we do have resources that are explicitly dedicated to handling custom requests as well.
0: I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I think it might be interesting to our listeners if you have an example of kind of a case study where you did something like that.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we have, a, uh, we have a, a military customer that we dealt with that uh, they deal with phased array radars, and they had, a, they had an application... Uh, and it required, uh, there was very little space. It was uh, a MasterCard and then several daughter cards that had to plug into it. A lot of different uh, uh, electronic channels that had to transmit uh, uh, microwave signals. So with the amount of real estate that we were uh, uh, basically given to deal with, we, we, th- we have been thinking about doing uh, condensed connectors where we took one of our smaller connectors which is called an SNPM. It's a standard connector that's out in the industry. But we wanted to use that connector interface, but put it in a gang block where we could gang several of them. In the case of, we have several different combinations where we offer one by twos, one by four, six and eight, and then two by two, four, six and eight combinations of that interface, but in a gang block. So it's a much denser package and uh, it gives you a lot of connections and a lot of connectivity and a very small amount of space. And we offer that both for board to board applications and for cable to board applications. But that came about via a customer and a custom request blending in with a standard product that we were thinking about doing. And now uh, we actually have that product on our website mm-hmm. and we'll be promoting it this year at IMS. We'll have, we call it our oh. Magnum. Magnum RF is what we call the, uh, that's the, uh, the name for the series. But we're going to be promoting all of that product at IMS in Denver. So you'll be able okay. to see it there.
0: So maybe for more my education than our listeners, but when you say gang block, I'm picturing a ribbon cable, multiple heads. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what gang blocking is?
1: Well, by gang blocking means that most of the time, a connector interface and the connector itself, the, the guts of the connector is inside an, out, an outer connector body. Right. That has a, that has a threading mechanism or in some cases a push-on mechanism which this connector is a push-on that okay. mates to another connector out there what okay. happens is with those when you start getting those connector bodies into a small space of real estate they start getting to where space is limited because of the outer body so what we did Got is it. we took that outer configuration and then we took the guts of the standard connector and we put them in a much smaller package but we put Multiple interfaces or multiple connectors within the same housing, so that uh, it, it's about half the space. In other words, if you took eight SNPM connectors and lined them up on a board and made them uh, next to each other, uh, our that that same eight connections we could do in about half the amount of space with the with the uh, the ganged block that we use.
0: And is space consideration the biggest part of that or not necessarily performance? It
1: is. I mean, right now there's a lot of drivers that are driving really all, all microwave connectors, cable assemblies, etc., are being driven by frequency. Frequencies are all going up higher and higher. And then size is also a big factor. There's less and less, there's less and less size available for these high frequencies and what these people are using this for. So that's become a premium. So, all of the new products, not just from us, but from our competitors as well, are really focused around trying to get the best performance up to the highest frequency in the smallest uh, package possible for uh, for the different applications that are out there.
0: It's a relentless drive. It just never stops. I always think, oh, we've topped out. That's it. No, we always seem to find a way to keep busting through these. Things you know, it's been a while. I'm sort of re-entering the RF space. It was something that I was part of for quite a while, ten plus years. And something I was noticing more and more is because of IoT, um, electric vehicles, maybe self-driving cars. I don't know. I think you can talk to this better than than I can, but. I think it's so, the thing I've observed it is it's dragging people who weren't part of RF and microwave into that space kind of kicking and screaming
1: it, and it seems not,
0: like there's a lot of sort of pitfalls along the way is that something you're seeing and and kind of it, how do you address that
1: Well absolutely it's huge I mean I, I've been in the microwave industry now since the early 90s so quite a long time and you know, most RF microwave companies were focused strictly for the most part in the mill arrow business. Exactly. That, that was the, that was the biggest yeah. uh, user of our products and especially yeah. in microwave frequencies versus yeah, standard RF. And, um, but now that's not the case. The market's expanded. There's much more commercial, uh, uses for microwave products than what used to be. And it's not just one market. It's you've got the, you've got high speed computing that requires uh, mm. testing and higher frequencies. You've got the all the demands of 5G, which is there's, there's a bunch yeah. of overlap within the markets, too. But because of 5G, uh, again, and, and that's one of the main reasons that when we talk about these different markets, that's what pushed Samtech into the microwave world was oh, I see. they really came from strictly a high-speed digital market and and now with uh, with everything that's going on, you got autonomous cars, smart cities, smart homes everything's interrelated now everything's higher in frequency and with the technology today it's really uh, uh, it's really a, a, an expansive market now that the microwave world has to deal with. Because of that, some of the problems are a lot of the people from the digital world, uh, look at microwave. It's new to them. It's, it's the terminology isn't always the same. The way that they look at it isn't always the same. And for me, working at Samtech, which was basically strictly a high-speed digital company until they got around into the RF and microwave world, it's been a learning curve for both me, and it's given me a chance to work with and teach a lot of the high-speed digital guys about the microwave world. So it's the meshing of these two worlds and from an engineering aspect, you find a lot of engineers now that that dabble in both worlds. Now it's amazing the uh, the complexity and the the what what the engineers that we deal with they're usually more one than the other. They're usually high speed digital centric or they're, yes. they're more RF and microwave centric. Mm-hmm. Most of those engineers from both worlds seem to have an understanding, a general understanding now, and and an interest. And learning more about some of the other uh, markets and some of the other worlds that they weren't accustomed to, say, 15, 20 years ago.
0: So how, I'm sure when, you know, maybe from your, well, either your biz dev role or product management, um, you said you're learning sort of in both directions from each other. Like, I'm thinking of our listeners, like, if they're just starting to dabble in that, like, do you have some advice, some general advice, um, to, like where do you go onboard this, right? Is it, is it mostly through suppliers like Samtech? Like how do they onboard this knowledge?
1: Well, there, you know, there's, a, I mean, there's, there are a bunch of online tools and applications and, and information is it's there. And I mean, like the, for instance, the microwave journal, they send out, they have a web, webinars and podcasts all the time on specific topics. So you've got that, but then you also have Samtec's one company, but there's other companies as well. Most of the websites today have a wealth of knowledge on their websites, which we have on our website, everything from uh, some of the blogs and some of the webinars that we've done, as well as characterization reports, as well as just tutorials on bridging that gap between the digital and the microwave world. So there's a tremendous amount of knowledge out there. If you just have the motivation to go out and to go out and find it for anybody who's new into the world,
0: that's right. where,
1: uh, and, and of course that's what I've been doing. I mean, that's, I've been spending my, a lot of my time since I joined Samtec, learning about the, uh, the high-speed digital world, which is something that I was not accustomed to when I was strictly selling cable connectors back in the day. So.
0: Right. Well, it's kind of exciting if you're if you're good at learning fast and learning from each other. Um, so the promise of this podcast is to help bridge some of those gaps, which is why I asked you about it. And so the promise of the podcast is to educate, connect, and equip. So would you send me the links to your resources? Um, and I can certainly, Signal Integrity Journal, as you know, is our media sponsor, so I can connect sort of more the you know, people to that publication, but I will also put Microwave Journal in there because I think that those are some good resources. So if you could do that for our listeners, I sure appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely well. um,
0: Okay. Before I let you go, I wanted to know specifically for maybe our listeners that are attending IMS, um, what specifically is your focus this year? It feels like the first full strength post COVID. IMS. And I'm really excited. And, and for our listeners, IMS is International Microwave Symposium. So it's all RF, microwave, and millimeter wave focused. So what, what's your, what are you, your goals this year?
1: Well, you know, we, we've got a whole bunch of new product out there that we want to obviously okay. uh, show at the show. And the, we call it our Magnum RF. But the gained product that I talked to you about earlier, mm-hmm. we're going to be exhibiting that. We've also got uh, a lot of new cable and cable assemblies that we're promoting all the way up to ninety gigahertz and one hundred and ten gigahertz product that wow. we have in development. So we've got all of our all of our high frequency stuff. We also have a um, we're going to have a we have a new product that's that's really an R and D project right now. It's not released. We're not selling it to a specific customer, although we are working with one in development. But it it it's a, a flexible waveguide, which again, when you when you talked about. And I don't want to dwell on this too much, but you were talking about the, um, how do the two worlds collide. Yeah. a very flat company, and we have guys that are in another engineering group that had an idea, and they came up with this flexible waveguide, which is really an RF microwave product. But it actually wait, what's a flexible
0: waveguide? I don't get it. I'm okay. trying to picture that in my mind.
1: Well, wait. When you think a waveguide, typically a waveguide, it looks like plumbing. It's 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 hard. Right. Hard metal and it's uh, it's very um, rigid, but it's it's hollow, and it t- it's a transmission line without any center conductor. It's basically an airline that uh, the signal mm, transmits okay. from point A to point Z. Well, what okay. we did was we took a we took a cable, we took a cable, and it has a dielectric, which is in in, in this case it's foam dielectric that we use, but. Uh, we took a cable, we removed the center conductor. So it's a waveguide. There's no cable center conductor to it. I it can transmit the signal, but it's bendable. It's flexible. So it, it gives mm-hmm. you a lot more flexibility that a standard waveguide don't won't do. But it goes much higher in frequency. Uh, the the waveguides that we're talking about, right now we have one in development that's going to go to 90. But after that, it will, the, the next band that we'll be looking at is going up to about 145 gigahertz. So it's it's, crazy beyond where standard coax can't go and, uh, and give you great product with low loss.
0: That's amazing. Well, as you know, right. The, 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 how how do you say it? That air is the, you know, fastest path.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: So it sounds like you're taking advantage of that. And then, and then making it flexible, which I imagine has space saving, capabilities and all kinds of stuff.
1: But, but as I mentioned, this came out of a completely different engineering group. And this is where this is where sometimes thinking outside of the box, you know, typically you've got these guys and they've, they've got tremendous experience. They're very knowledgeable engineers, but they look at things from what they have experience in. And then you take this other group of guys that overlap each other and they come up with something that, that is completely uh, unique that's, that nobody ever has done before. So we're pretty excited about it. Again, there's still a lot of development that has to go before it's a viable product. But we are going to have that at IMS. We will be showing it. We have a demo. So we encourage people to come by and take a look at it. We can give you more information about it at that time.
0: That's exciting. Well, Steve, I look forward to seeing you there and in person. I I think we're all excited to, you know, get out of our our you know, home offices and all of that and actually see each other and so much development has been going on, but to be able to see that stuff physically is going to be a fun time Um, for our listeners. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. I'll, I'll, I promise I will get those links from Steve. So um, if you're not attending IMS, no worries. We'll, we'll have some webinars, resource blogs, maybe some papers. The one thing I've always really appreciated about Samtech is the amount of technical resources um, they have. And I've worked with different business units like Isvan Novak on Power Integrity, some of the high-speed digital guys. And everywhere you go, they spend a lot of time preparing really good technical resources. So I'll make sure and share those. Steve, thanks so much for joining me today. I am really, look, you forward to seeing, really f- look forward to seeing you and you can show me all your toys at your booth.
1: Sounds good. Appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks here.
0: To our audience, thanks so much for joining us for this launch week of the Ecosystem Podcast. I trust that you enjoyed this conversation with myself and Steve McGeary. Hope it was useful to you. Make sure you go check out the show notes and don't forget to subscribe at that ecosystem, the double ecosystem.com. We've got free resources for you to celebrate this week's launch week. We appreciate you being there. Hope to see you at IMS. If not, remember to always stay connected to the ecosystem.